Happy New Year, y'all! It's time to get hyped because the latest episode of Idol Talk is here and we're talking about our K-pop predictions for 2023. You won't want to miss this episode because we're talking about Blackpink and BTS. What are they going to do next? We're also spilling the tea on which groups are about to have a major moment in 2023 and which ones need to step up their game if they want to stay relevant. Trust us, you don't want to miss this episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to Idol Talk, where we explore South Korean pop culture one obsession at a time. My name is Nathan and I'm your host. Hey everyone, I'm Ashley and I just finished NCT 127's For Us series on YouTube. Um, they're creating this series in and promotion for their new repackage, AO, and the series is like very heartwarming where they have um, video messages for each other. I love that. They're like in-depth messages, too. They are. They are. Just a preview, uh, Young left a message for Heichan, and Heichan's response to Young's message was that when he was a trainee, uh, a staff member asked him who out of NCT he wanted to be recognized by, and it was Young. And so for him, for Heichan to hear all of the sweet, like heartwarming, encouraging words that Young had to say, like really, really meant a lot to him. The tears. Yeah. And hey Chan, you're really going through it right now. He he um they recently announced that he has heart palpitations and won't be uh participating in the North America and Latin one two seven tour. So I hope you uh We'll see if he makes it for AO. We don't know. I, I know. The teasers look good though. They do, they do. So okay. hey Chan fighting. Okay, thank you, Ashley. Alright, Gabe. Hello everyone, it's Gabe, and um, some recent news about Dreamcatcher. Their, <laughs> I think, seventh anniversary is coming up in three days. Has it oh really been God. seven years for Dreamcatcher? Yeah. My goodness. I don't know if it's seven, it might be sixth. Okay, well, they're still and, getting Well, anyways, there. so basically it's, it's an anniversary for the group, and I think they're releasing a special single on the 13th as like a commemorative thing for the fans. Oh, um, tough day, the 13th. Yeah, and I will say that the Dreamcatcher special singles are, I think, some of my favorite mm. songs in their discography. It's okay, like well. very anime-esque, and it's very on-brand for them, and I always love a good Dreamcatcher anime opening song. So, Have they debuted it. in Japan yet? Yeah, they do a lot oh, okay. of Japanese stuff. I was gonna say, like, they really need to get up in there. Alright. Okay, thank you for those introductions. We uh, are back with a new episode. We have wrapped 2022 with with our awards series. We have wrapped 2022 with our Dishonorable Mentions series. <laughs> and now we are full moving forward to 2023. And we're just going to take some time to give some predictions about what we think might happen, what we think will happen to some of our groups, what we think about overall trends, perhaps, and all of the above. Obviously, we're not going to be able to cover every cover everything under the sun because this is K-pop ultimately, but um, just some predictions that are on our mind. So, Ashley, did you want to go ahead and start us off? Sure. So, I will cover 
two of the biggest groups in K-pop right now, Blackpink and BTS. We wanted to cover these individually because they their activities kind of monopolize the K-pop market. So when they're doing stuff, like no one else can do anything because <laughs> they're just not going to get seen. Um, so I'll start with Blackpink. Blackpink is currently on their Born Pink World Tour. Um, their world tour is going to be in Asia and Australia from January to June. So six months of touring. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah. I mean, they, they started touring in 2022, but it's going to continue on to June 21st 2023 there are some breaks in between like they don't have any performances in february and april and they only have one performance in may so it's it's a lot of stops but they have some breaks in between is it um, april coachella though yeah so oh so they're doing a- that yeah so april um they recently announced that they're going to be headlining coachella they're going to be the first K-pop group ever to headline, so that's a big win for K-pop. Mm-hmm. Um, another fun fact about their headlining is they are one in one, two, three, four, five, six. They are one in six artists that have, or female artists that have ever headlined at Coachella. Nice. That's so, great. The, the other female artists include Bjork. Is that how you pronounce it? Bjork? Bjork. Bjork. <laughs> yeah. Bjork, Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Ariana Grande, Billie Eilish, and now Blackpink. Nice. Okay. So they're in pretty elite company there. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, they're also headlining a really big UK festival on July 2nd. Um, the festival is called BST Hyde Park. I haven't heard of it, but apparently it's all, it's huge. I've heard of Hyde Park and it's pretty, I mean, it's just a huge. Yeah, it's like the UK Coachella, from what I understand. So they they have a lot of shows coming up in the first half of 2023. Okay. Um, At the beginning of January, YG announced that Jisoo is going to be making her solo debut this year. Finally! It's probably going to happen after all of their performances in the first half of the the year. But, like, thank fucking God she has something (laughs) original to perform. Because I can't be listening to my girl, like, perform covers anymore. Like, you are a senior artist. You need to get your own music. (laughs) Okay, well, why do you her to work? Yeah, like, wh- I don't she's understand what... too. She is, and I understand that she's been doing her acting thing, whatever, but, like, she's talented. Like, just give her a song. One yeah. song. Anyway. <laughs> One single, on, no. that's all you need. Yeah, and ugh, whatever. I'm just annoyed but that it took them so long, but finally it's here. So, um, like I said, they're going to tour for the first half of 2023, with, and Jisoo is going to have a solo which makes me think that if they have an album this year, it will. If pro- they do, if I mean they went two years without having an album, so maybe they're yeah, going to so take another. So one is break. not that long. Yeah, so if they're going to be touring for the first half, 
Jisoo's going to have her solo debut. They're probably not going to come out with an album this year. And if they do... I think that's logical. It will probably be like Q4. Yeah, late. Late. Uh, late in the year. So kind of like Born Pink then, right? Yeah. Late. But yeah. more realistically, it'll, their comeback will happen in two years. <laughs> and I mean, that's, that's, not, that's not abnormal for them. Yeah. The last thing because I it's like they sold the they have the album and then now they're still promoting it kind of right yeah anyway so the last thing I want to say is that at the beginning of the year there were some big changes to YG's lineup um, as we know Icon left there was another I think uh, actor or yeah, soloist actor. that left something like that and. Um, a Big Bang member, Taeyong. Is his name Taeyong? Wait, no, I... the, uh, um, Taeyang. Daesung didn't resign, oh, didn't resign and Taeyang moved over from YG to the Black label. Mm-hmm. So there were rumors that Blackpink was also going to move over to the Black label, which is a YG subsidiary headed by Teddy, the producer Teddy. And oh, Jasomi. Yeah, over, over there. And uh, YG uh, said those rumors were false. So, oh, so Taeyong is still under thing. Oh no, sorry. No, Blackpink Black is not moving. Blackpink okay, yeah. is not moving. Taeyong is over there. Taeyong oh. is gonna do a solo uh, release with Jimin. with Jimin on the thirteenth, the same day as Dreamcatcher's <laughs> <laughs> special song <laughs> debut. So it's not, not very that, not good timing. The Venn dying. The Venn diagram of Dreamcatcher <laughs> fans and Blackpink, or not both, and Jimin Taeyang fans are probably like two circles. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Big Bang and BTS, there's a lot of stands out there. There are. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Dreamcatcher fighting. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I love how Ashley over the last couple of episodes have just been rooting on everyone. I love it. Yes. Yes. So that wraps up my Blackpink uh, roundup. Okay. Next, I'm going to go into BTS. So a lot of what my, um, my information is from is from a letter to shareholders from the Hive CEO, Park Jiwon. He um, wrote a letter to shareholders on October 17th, 2022, basically outlining what the upcoming year is going to look like for the company. Um, in that letter, he mentioned three, three, um, three points that are going to like help shape 2023. Um, the first one was BTS's military announcement. So this was this was prior to Jin coming up or going to the military, but he did confirm that Jin was going to the military and the plans surrounding that. He also said that um, all of the members are going to leave for the military. So um, they are going to leave for the military and they're going to reconvene as a group around 2025 following their service commitment. So we all remember in October, that was big news. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing he said about BTS is that 
In the short term, individual activities for several of the members are planned into the first half of 2023, and we have secured content in advance, which will enable BTS to blah, blah, blah. So uh, in the first half of 2023, we've already seen some big releases. So we had RM's solo album. Jimin is going to have a, a solo with Taeyang. Um, J- J-Hope had his solo debut late 2022, and uh, Sugar also had some singles. So all that's left really is like a V and Jungkook release in 2023 if they want it. They haven't announced um, whether that's going to happen yet. They said that the members are um, they're going to be fulfilling their their like activities on their own time. So we'll we'll get more information as it comes out. But the most important thing I want to touch on is their reconvenience as a group in 2025. So if we so if we know that military enlistments are 18 months and if we think that BTS is going to reconvene as a group in 2025, let's say January 1. But it could also be December 30th. It could, but like if they're going to have a comeback in 2025, let's say they need like a couple months to Oh, I see. reacclimate to to being back in regular life, hang out with their family, prep for the That's comeback, true. and then... So let's say their comeback is in Q3 2025. Okay. They come back, they discharge from the military January 1st, 2025. That means all of the members need to go to the military this year, Q3, in order for that 18 months to... For this plan, for this to be accurate. For this to be accurate. So, Obviously, this so is So at all... the latest, Q3, right? No, at the earliest, Q3, if they want to be discharged by January 2025. At the latest... Oh, I see. At, at the latest, they need to enter January 2024 to be discharged July of, or yeah, end of June of... 2025. For a comeback in the fall or winter. Okay. Which means all of them are going to go together, is my prediction. Like, Jungkook and V, they're going to either do solo activities or they're not. Who cares? Like, they're going to do something and then they're all going to leave together. And then they'll come back. So. This This is assuming that the timeline is not changing. Correct. That this is, we're staying true to what, um. Hive has released. Correct. So that's exciting. I mean, we haven't really seen a group go all together, even though that's always what the fans want. Like, we don't want to... Well, to be fair, they're not going all together. (laughs) One of them's already gone. Yeah, but he's only gone, like, six months ahead. Like, they're going to have some overlap. They're going to have some overlap. Out of 18 months. I know, that's true. But yes, they will have some overlap. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, they're not going to be in like a super junior situation where like it's going to be 15 years right. until they're all it back was a together. a long time. Yeah, a long time. But, yeah, okay. Anyway, so back to the letter for shareholders. Um, the CEO talked about the BTS military announcement. Then he talked about um, Hybe's 
multi-label strategy and how they're going to um, kind of cover costs for the company while BTS is gone. And they have, they probably always knew that BTS was going to go to the military and that's why they acquired so many different labels so quickly. So in total, Hive has nine, nine independent labels and... Um, Wait, they have nine independent labels or groups? Labels. So all of the lab- all of the different labels have like, groups oh, like, underneath um, them. Like Pletus and things like that. Yeah, Pletus, okay. uh, B-Lift... Um, they have Zico's, they have Adore, like, they have groups under their own, they have labels and then one group underneath them, but some labels have multiple groups. So who are the actual groups that are, I think all of these are Hybe, but who are the actual Hybe groups? Is it TXT? Um, you mean Big Hit? Uh, Sorry, Big Hit, yeah. It's just TXT and BTS. Just TXT and BTS. But everyone is... Yeah, but everyone else is HYBE. Um, And then HYBE also has a... I don't know what they... What's going on. I don't know the details. But they have some sort of joint agreement with an American company. So, like, Scooter Braun who is the manager for Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber, I think sits on the board for HYBE. So all of Scooter Braun's like label artists are under HYBE as well. So they have, HYBE has their nine sub labels and then they have some American artists like Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande. So in their, in their letter to shareholders, they said that, um, Thanks to all these uh, multi, yeah, thanks to all these different acquisitions and mergers, um, uh, average annual artist revenues, excluding BTS, have almost tripled from 2020 to 2022. So they're. But they also started with nothing other than BTS. I know. <laughs> I know. BTS. I know. And, you know, we can make data look how, whichever way we want. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, they're they're raking it in. They're like, raking it in. Are they covering all costs that BTS, like all revenue that BTS is bringing in? I'm not sure, but they're working hard to to make it happen. Okay. Um. So to continue on with the Hybe labels, <coughs> Hybe announced that they are going to um, unveil at least four new teams to the world in 2023. And this is under their multiple. Do, oh, with multiple under multiple under labels. their multiple uh, sub labels. So, for example, um, they recently launched Hybe Labels Japan, mm. and they debuted the group and team in twenty twenty two, December twenty twenty two. So that that would be considered like one one day. Maybe that's not considered one debut. They did say four new groups in twenty twenty three, but. Yeah, there is going to be a new boy group under Pledis. Um, So there's one. And then I don't know where the other groups are going to be. Maybe from new labels. <laughs> but yeah, there are the Hive artists are really making moves this year. Like there's going to be a TXT comeback, as we know, this month. RM has his solo. 
Kledis is going to have a member from newest solo album. There's going to be a 17 album from his nine album and hyphen album. Probably a lot going on. Yeah. New jeans album, probably. And La Seraphim world tour, North America and Asia. I'm going to be at that. <laughs> okay. Don't they only have one album so far though? Yeah. So, so maybe they be like a, 30 minute concert. Maybe it. they'll do like a itsy fan <laughs> meet like type of, of situation. Yeah, more of a more of a fan meet. Okay. Or maybe they'll release an album and then go on a world tour. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay, so, lots of interesting things going on there. But yeah. just turning it back to BTS and Blackpink who we kind of classified as outlier status. Do we generally think that they're going to kind of maintain that looming status? this grand status in the K-pop world in 2023? In, for Blackpink, yes, because there is going to be a Jisoo solo. So I think she's going to monopolize the charts. I don't know. Uh, And then for BTS, if my predictions are correct and they all leave this year, it's going to be a BTS-free year. Group-wise, yes. Group-wise, so maybe at the Mamas, we won't see special awards to BTS. I mean, even if they were here, right, they're not going to be promoting as a group. So I think this will really, regardless of Ashley, for me, regardless of Ashley's military speculations are right or not, like this will be the one year for a, from a really long time that there will be a void that needs to be filled. And for many, many years, at least in my head, beginning in 2018, when they really started to blow up internationally with like DNA and when they were first on the American Music Awards and things like that, and thinking about where they are now, post-Dynamite, I was like, is anyone going to be able to fill this void? And up until probably like last year or this year, I thought the answer to that question was like, no, like that there will be just this like permanent vacuum until kingdom come but in the spirit of transitioning to my predictions which i'll cover a lot of like the standard a tier groups again i said this in the last episode but the state of k-pop is just so strong Mm -hmm. and yes because like hybe has really released more groups right has really established themselves as a top three company um, has two of the hugest girl groups right now, or three, right? However many they have. Um, but I think even apart from that, like I think artists are ready to step up to this plate and ready to hit the ball out of the park, so to speak. So my first kind of comment is I think girl groups will continue to stay very dominant this year. Um, I hope so. so. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I think that like if, Ditto and and all of New Jeans's work that they just released, like maybe you know a couple of weeks ago, is any indicator. I think that that's it. Like Ditto is on like twenty one days, like straight of number one. Nothing's even coming close to it. Little poor NCT Dreams Candy was such a strong release, and still, still nothing. No, I'm just kidding. Not nothing, right? But not good enough right, to outcompete with 
girl group digitals. So I think that girl groups will still stay very dominant in 2023. So this includes I've new jeans, La Seraphime. What else am I missing here? G Idol. G Idol. I wasn't really thinking about G Idol in those terms. Like, I don't think that their year is guaranteed, but I think that they're pretty close to being destined for yeah. like a really strong year. Um, I have comments on three girl groups apart from those A tier groups. One is Espa. I think that they need to have a good year this year because they didn't have a strong, strong year last year. They had huge album sales, but like equivalent to Blackpink, but their song didn't do that well. So I think that this year needs to be a a kind of reset, rebound year for them if they want to kind of stay, stay up to date with those top three. Mm Mm-hmm. It felt like Espa didn't really do very much in 2022. They did much. They, I mean, they. I just think that it didn't resonate as well with the public. Yeah, like, they didn't have a lot of. They're doing like NCT 127 type of releases. They're not doing like Queendom or Feel My Rhythm type of releases. <laughs> polarizing is what I'm trying to say. Right. Right. Well, they've always been polarizing. Even next level, it just worked in the opposite way, right? Than girls did. Um, I think what was also different about Espa this year is that they did go on. Did they? They toured quite a bit this year. Mm-hmm. So that took time away from being, I guess, present, so to right. speak. Um, anyways, so I think that they need to have a good year, and they didn't necessarily have a stellar year last year. Um, and then these two groups, which I'm interested to hear your thoughts about, and I have some thoughts too. So our two main girl groups for the last X number of years, Twice and Red Velvet, like what do we think about them in the year 2023? And I have some thoughts about it. Um, I think that they're at this point where they have their fans and they're going to continue Right, but their goal isn't really to expand their fandom, but it's just to to really just Maintain. satisfy <laughs> satisfy the large fandoms that they have. Yeah. So I was like listening to this, I can't remember, I was like reading this article and it was talking about how like it was a little bit perplexing that I guess it and just observation, and I guess in my opinion too, like Twice didn't have that great of a year, but like their album sales continue to go up, but people listen to their songs less on the on the di- for digitals, and they were like, "Why is this happening?" And it's like largely because like Twice has like Twice fans now, and the one and the songs that really do make it to like one or two are like ones that the entire general public is consuming whereas like they don't really need that anymore and that's not really their purpose so i think that they're kind of moving towards that like path where you know they're gonna do like a comeback but like if it's a viral hit then great if not like their fan base is still so strong that you know it'll be fine like yeah fine 
So that's where I kind of see Twice and Red Velvet as like the very senior members. Like, all right, like we can kind of step back from this competition. We've been there and we're good. Like we can celebrate eight to nine years of success. Yeah. I don't know what you all think about those two groups in 2023. Gabe, you go ahead about Twice. Okay. Um, yeah, I I kind of, I agree with you, actually. Like, Twice, for me, they, like, when they went on tour in North America, I remember it was, like, a frenzy to get tickets to that yes. thing. Well, we, so, like, the three of us tried. Yeah, no, we tried, like, we didn't try very hard, mind you, but we tried. We tried. <laughs> we logged in at the time that we were supposed to and everything. Yeah. But it was just We did everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I feel like they're, like, twice if they want to kind of go the path of Blackpink and do a lot more, like, promotion stuff, like, with the frills, like, concert tour, festival tour, yada, 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 international stuff, they could if they wanted to, but I don't think that's really the direction that they feel like they need to go in, per se. Um especially when they can just release new music that their fans are going to love. And like, they're objectively good songs and it's quintessentially twice that you're getting every comeback. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think they really, there's just nothing pushing them to do more. Right. right? Yeah. I agree. So it doesn't, maybe this is a hot take, but it doesn't seem like the members of twice have any strong ambitions outside of group activities like you know maybe it's not that they don't have strong ambitions it's just nothing has happened yeah like but but jyp artists have trouble making a name for themselves i feel like it's not their it's not a thing that they focus on yeah. Like the mark like the marketing the individual like marketing. branding yeah. selling kind of the image. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with them because they did re-sign with JYP, all That's of them. True. And does this mean they're going to keep pushing on with group activities? Probably yes. But how is JYP gonna support their individual activities if they want it? Will some of them go into acting? Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of them have. Not from what I know of. I, yeah, and I know that some of them sing OSTs, but right. not a lot because... There's better vocalists out there. There's just yeah. better vocalists out there, just objectively. It seems as though they're going to do a solo album this year for one of their members. I think Nyan has to have a comeback. Yeah, she has, she has to. to. And then she they're going to have their... I think her name what is about... Young. She. Hmm. I think she's going to have a solo album. Oh, that'll be good, oh. I think. I, I think thought... So. My feeling was it was going to be Mina. Oh. Mina? Yeah. Huh. I thought that like, it would be the leader, a Japanese if anyone. member. Because the leader oh. is the one that sings. Jiho. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but... It's really I guess up what in I'm, the air. Yeah, what I'm saying is that I think Red... I don't know. Ashley, do you have any thoughts on Red Velvet? Um, 
I always talk about Red Velvet, so... I'm I just don't... I don't know what is going to happen there. I mean, they've... They are going to continue doing group activities. They're going to... I mean, SM supports them wholeheartedly. They're all doing everything that they want to do. Solo albums, social girl promotions, Everyone's got a solo album, almost. YouTube. So, I think they're just going to continue... Chuck it on. To be very present. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And SM is very good at that. Keeping their artists present. Present. In in a industry where, in my opinion, if you don't stay present, you're not. Yeah. You'll fall off. And, and like I, like I, similarly to my thoughts about BTS, and I don't think that this is the case for Red, Red Velvet because all of their releases are never... A guaranteed hit um but i thought for a while i was like who's really gonna fill this twice void you know when they were releasing like mega hits like who's mm-hmm. gonna fill in this void but again like these folks have really stepped up to the plate and um you know i think that they will i think these two groups will still be dominant and will be still standard um a level groups Right, but there are other groups that are ready to almost—I don't want to say take the torch, but there are people that are waiting in line patiently yeah. to have their moment. I think so. Okay, so that's wait, my wait, thought. One more thing. One more. Yes, thing. go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say it kind of feels like the with the third gen groups, there's sort of a different framework kind of at play with how they are promoted how they release stuff and everything like they're kind of doing the older way of releasing k-pop right whereas these fourth gen groups it's i feel like it's a there's a different marketing strategy and a different kind of approach to how they release music and how they brand themselves and i think twice and red velvet are still doing what they've always done in third gen mm-hmm. um because that's just what they not were- that's when they formed. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's not that they're getting overtaken. It's just kind of like There's apples and oranges. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, it's just, it's like a different type of K-pop, I think in fourth gen compared to third gen. Mm. I think that's yeah. really fair. Yes. I do agree that there's some kind of changing of the guard kind of happening. Right. Um, I don't know. Okay, so that's my take on girl groups. I'm going to come back to some of the girl groups in just a second. Um, but in terms of boy groups, apart from what we, you know, what we call the BTS vacuum, I think there are two groups that are going to really fill in while BTS is not doing group activities. And like it or not, BTS is n- not probably not ever going to go back to releasing like three comebacks a year. Yeah. Like they're not going to do that anymore. So whether or not you like that or not, there will be, there will be groups that are going to be a lot more active, right. Than them. And I think that two of the groups that I think are going to continue to be very active and dominant are 17 and Dream Mm -hmm. and one, two, seven. Yeah. So NCT and dream. Yeah. NCT and, oh, sorry. NCT and 17 
which yeah. largely echoes what I mean, largely kind of follows what happened this year. Yeah. Um, and also, if you're really looking at it, like this also follows a world without BTS in 2021. And probably a world without BTS in 2020. So I feel like it's a long time coming for these two groups Mm -hmm. um, to really have their star moment in the active K-pop world. Yeah. And I know that we've been talking about it for a long time, but I really think that this is going to be their year. Yeah. Um, Ashley, did you have any thoughts? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with NCT. I know that they're going to release uh, Japan NCT. I don't know exactly the details of it yet, but I suspect that the show, those, the show and yeah, Sunshine those SM, mm-hmm. SM rookies with Sungchan and Sataro will debut. Um, I don't know what's happening with NCT Hollywood. It seems like that is holding off for now. Um, but... Like you said, NCT is going to make it big this year with, I think, Dream focusing more on Korea and Asia and 127 focusing on Europe and North America, South America. <clears throat> okay, I agree with that. Um, I would say apart from Dream and what. And and seventeen, I st- I think that you know it's going to be really hard for a lot of these other groups to move past where I see them in the K-pop world and hierarchy. So f- these are the boy groups that I feel like do really well, have a lot, a lot, a lot of fans, have big, you know, hu- huge bases, sell a bunch of albums. Um, I'm talking about groups like ATs, Monster X, I would say even maybe Stray Kids. Like, they're going to continue to do well. Do I see their fan base, like, really expanding? Do I see them, like, rising to the top of the boy group tier? Probably not. Um, but I think I think that they're going to still have really strong years like they always do. Yeah. Um. If I were to choose one group, though, that I think that has a lot of potential to move its way up to potential A tier, I don't know if this is surprising or not. I think it's surprising coming from me, but I think that out of all the groups, from what I see of their digitals and album sales, I think Enhypen has a lot of potential to make it make their way up. They're making music that is consumable and flashy. So they kind of do both of those things. Um, And I think that's appealing. So I think that's my dark horse pick, I think, for 2023 boy groups. Yeah. Going back to girl groups, and I'll mostly direct this question to Gabe. I want to know from Gabe what's happening to the following groups in this kind of realm. Oh, my girl. Brave Girls, Stacy, and Weekly. Like, oh, <laughs> what's going to happen? What's going to happen to them in 2023? So it's funny you mentioned that because in my notes I actually like wrote down. I was like, I need to talk about Weekly and oh okay, my girl. Okay, we'll take it away then. <laughs> because I, things. I think that they're 
they're doing well. And I think that they were really pushing like A tier. And then they just got like stomped over by Ive, La Seraphime, and New Jeans, ultimately. So Brave Girls is an interesting one because last I heard, their fans are like kind of angry right now at the entertainment company because they're like stuck in the dungeon, not doing anything. And I think this is a common thread for a lot of like B tier groups where they just don't, they're just not put to work and they're just stuck in the dungeon and then they lose kind of the name recognition and the time in the spotlight momentum because they're just not, yeah, they lose the momentum. So, but why? For 2020- yeah, if you're brave, it's brave entertainment, right? For brave girls, yeah. Like if mm-hmm. you're brave entertainment, you just had a viral hit in 2021, a renaissance, like literally a renaissance. They did give them Chimapadam. <laughs> like what happened? I know. I don't. So, like, how so does that make least, any sense from a marketing perspective to like not continue to press the foot on the pedal? Yeah. Yeah. I guess Gabe, so you're not the, your spokesperson, but I'm just like, <laughs> just rhetorical questions. Yeah. Um, so in 2023, for me, I think these are the following groups that I think have to have, like, it is a do or die kind of situation oh, no. in 2023 for these people. <laughs> okay. So one, Brave Girls, for sure. They need to have a good comeback that does well in the digitals. Albums like album sales could be album yeah, sales don't matter. Secondary. They need to have a good digital performing song. Um, number two, <laughs> oh my girl, they have to have have their to. late spring. They must have their late spring mega hit in May and not June. on the same week as Dream, please. Yes. <laughs> After two years in a row of the same comeback week as NCT Dream, they need to they ha- they must have learned something and like adjusted. Wait, it has like it a little like bit. not been three years in coming? <laughs> because it was nonstop. Oh, it might have been three. It was nonstop, and then it was Dun Dun Dance, and then it was and no real name love. Song. Yeah, no, yeah, Re- yeah, 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 not no name song, but like song that didn't yeah. get a lot of. Attention. Yes. So, and then I think even for Oh My Girl, it's even more important this time around because one of their members Jiho left in late 2022 so yeah like she didn't she like ended her contract and the other six members (coughs) continued on so I think for them it's definitely a do or die late spring release for oh my girl um for weekly I was looking at this because I was like where has weekly been I haven't (laughs) seen anything from them and it's because they literally have not released anything in 2022. They didn't they release anything in members. 2022? Yes. Why? I have no idea. It doesn't make it's... sense. Like, after their viral hit to, like, not... For the company not to move forward, I think is just ridiculous. Yeah. So, for Weekly, it is also a do-or-die year. They're down a member. They have nothing in 2022. They have to have a viral TikTok hit in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's two other girl groups that I kind of wanted to call out here. One is WJSN, Cosmic oh. Girls. Oh, gosh. I was looking at this, and 2023 is going to be their contract expiration year. Mm. So 
I mean, there's a lot of members in Cosmic Girls. It's anyone's guess as to how many stay on and how many decide to, you know, leave and do their own thing. I mean, and just probabilistically, not all of them are going to resign. Because there's just so many of the girls. What are the chances, like, all 11 or 12 of them come back to the company? Like, so Okay, so is this the same problem with Luna, too, then? Like, all the girls that did well on Queendom... Right? Queendom 2. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a Queendom curse at this point, because they did Queendom, and now it's like they've just kind of fizzled out. I don't know what's going on, but 2023, to sum it up, is going to be the do-or-die year for all of those Queendom groups. <laughs> I mean, I agree I agree with you. I mean, the, I mean, I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but the, the industry is brutal. Yeah. And, like, especially with Starship, they have IVE, which is, like, you know, they're almost the national girl group of Korea at this point. Right now, yeah. So WJSN is kind of, like, off to the side and as an afterthought. Um, so, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then to, to wrap up my girl group discussion, we have Luna. Um, and in late 2022... Chu, who is one of the most popular Luna members, got basically booted from the group on false accusations of mistreatment of staff. Um, so, that, so the so the accusation was that she mistreated staff. Yes. Yes. Oh, right. interesting. Um, and then the entire group, all the members, kind of rallied behind her. The fans rallied behind her. They're boycotting the new the new album and That's comeback. Right. So, 2023 is going to be another do-or-die year for Luna, I think. Aside from all the Queendom stuff, like, all the drama that's going on at their company, like, they're either going to totally fall off and, like, fall apart, or they're going to stick together and, like, go somewhere else and start over with a new company. Um, But regardless, it's going to be an important year for them, too. That's (laughs) nerve-wracking! Yeah. I feel basically nervous my for pre- all these groups. Basically, my prediction for all of these, like, kind of B-tier girl groups is that they've got to do something to yeah, break through or else they're going to be forgotten and kicked to the curb. Yeah. Because there's also, other girl groups. what's hard is that these groups are from the smaller companies. So they just, every comeback is important because they're just spent, they're just so much money going into it. Like proportionally mm-hmm. yeah. to what the company has, they don't have a lot of money to waste. So I think that's maybe why we don't see an automatic comeback from Brave Girls, for example, because like the infrastructure isn't there <laughs> to support. <laughs> yeah. Ay ay ay. Okay. Well, I would go around one more time and ask you all what is one thing you are looking forward to in the k-pop year 2023 and since i haven't told you that i was gonna ask that question i'll start first so (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking forward to so a lot of my favorite groups have been out of commission for the last year so there was like a speculation about a full exo comeback um Mm -hmm. before kai and sehun leave for the military so that's a possibility and then also because, and this is 
bringing Casey back into the loop here. We haven't forgot about Casey. The, that um, Taman is scheduled to come back from the military pretty soon. Yep. So that not only means solo, probably solo activities, um, but that probably also means a full shiny um, comeback. So I'm looking forward to those two things. Plus NCT Dream Los Angeles. I don't know what's happening with that, if that's in the works. But <laughs> it best be, is what I'm saying. Yes. Okay, Ashley. Um, I don't know. I mean... Haven't, like you said, I haven't given this much thought, but off the bat, I I am a boy group fan through and through. And if you guys have been following this podcast, at first it was BTS, then it was Stray Kids, then it was Treasure, then it was NCT. So I predict that my love for NCT will continue on through the year. Now that... Blackpink is going on tour. They're probably not going to do an album. Treasure can finally have their time for a comeback. So that's exciting. Um, I have started a new love for girl groups, especially new jeans. I fucking love them. You're a toki. Yes, I'm a toki. And I support <laughs> everything that they do. So I'm really looking forward to all of their activities. And I'm looking forward to just expanding my girl group book you know okay, great that's awesome mm-hmm. okay what about vivi's though oh god i didn't even think uh, of them. they've fallen off already god. they've really fallen off it yeah. is the queendom curse i know it really queendom is. made them fall off i don't i mean Queen- they they had popularity for like a, a few months. Of, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like they didn't continue the momentum. I don't know. After after Queendom, I was really put off by them. Just because they're, <laughs> they're just confused. They're con- a confused group that wants to be G-Friend but has to be VBs. And they're just like, I can tell they're all sad inside. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hate that, but yeah. that's also probably true. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Gabe, what is uh, something positive you're looking forward to in 2023? So something I'm looking forward to, it actually has to do with boy groups. And this is totally biased and like not objective at all. But I want the boys to kind of have their breakthrough moment, especially in kind of the power vacuum that is the mm-hmm. absence of BTS mm-hmm. as a group. Now is their chance. So, the I know. I'm like, up this, for grabs. This year is as good a chance as they'll ever get, and they need to take it. Um, Another thing that I'm looking forward to is for Treasure to have some more releases. Yeah. Um, I think YG needs to put them to work. They did, like, almost nothing in 2022. Um, Just, like, they did one thing at the very beginning, one thing at the very end but I want to see them throughout the whole year mm-hmm. and they have potential because they can release something like Dada D, which mm-hmm. can go viral. It can smash the digital charts. So I think they have potential similar to in hype in that sense. Mm-hmm. And I want to see them also do well in 2023. Last thing I'll say about boy groups. Um, I have a dark horse pick 
for kind of like a breakthrough boy group, and it's very, very. Ooh. I'll tell you why. Very, very is no stranger to this podcast. I went to their concert. Yes. <laughs> I will say. We saw, I remember we saw, we saw them, them at KCON. KCon. Yeah, KCON yeah. 2019. Yeah, we did. We were like almost barricade, which was so weird because I was like, how well, did we get this close to well, the We were barricade, group? but it wasn't like yeah, a performance Yeah, because there was nobody stadium. there. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, anyways. We were barricade, though. Now, <laughs> so now I'm looking at their album sales and they, in their latest comeback, just passed 100k okay. album sales for a comeback. So that's a milestone. They won on Music Bank. Um, and I think, you know, they've come a really long way from when we first saw them back in KCON a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think they would be my dark horse pick for a breakthrough boy group. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I went to their concert last year in Phoenix. It's pretty good, you know? Not okay. outstanding, but... You know, very, very always finds its way back to the conversation in our podcast. <laughs> we we have not forgot about them. Um, okay. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into this episode. Let us know who what you think will happen in the year 2023 K-pop. And uh, let us know what you thought about our predictions. Let us know which groups you think will rise to the occasion. Um... And uh, don't forget that we're on Instagram at Idle Talk Pod. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on all of our major podcast directories and streaming platforms. If you have any feedback or content requests, feel free to email us at idletalkpod at gmail.com. We also have our content directory, idletalkpod.uu.ai, where you'll see previous episodes categorized, including playlists, song recommendations, concerts, and K-drama reviews, and information about us, which can be seen in the episode description here. Until next time, we will talk to you all later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.